0: Uh, hey gang. We, uh, are we are we are we rolling? Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm. I, oh, wait, you know what? Let me start on my end too. I'll do a backup because sometimes, you know, you Skype. You're gonna back it up. Boop, 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 <laughs> boop, 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 <laughs> Tuesday, we've been going, so we're just going to dive in. Bill and I have been talking for a little bit, and we feel like we've got what did you say we had? We we have momentum. We have the momentum. Right. We have mo.
1: As they said on the Western, we've got the big mo.
0: We got momentum. Right. So it's Tuesday. It is December 8th. Whose birthday is it today? It's somebody's
1: birthday.
0: Oh, Jeff Green? Maybe it's Jeff Green.
1: If it it is, happy birthday.
0: Uh, It's Fred Levy's birthday tomorrow, I think. Is it Fred Levy? Okay, Yeah, I I think it's Fred Levy's birthday tomorrow. So, Fred, uh, happy birthday. Uh, If you haven't seen his book, Black Dogs Project, go check that out. I like the black dogs. Yes. I wish I could do that. Uh, Okay, so uh, episode 189 of On Taking Pictures, weekly podcast talking about photography. If you know somebody who loves photography, be sure to share the show with them. Or if you don't know somebody who loves photography, they're just creative. Maybe they're a painter. Maybe they're a writer. Maybe they're like a friend of the show, Cisco, and they're a dancer. Dancer? I, I right. Fix, I
1: fixed this Cisco's computer last week, but that's a, another conversation uh, for line. Okay.
0: Uh, we should have another Hackintosh episode.
1: Yes. Yeah, because things, Anyways, things so, are changing.
0: But go ahead. Things are changing. Uh, Jeffrey Sedoris, Bill Wadman. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, want, you want to just dive in? Yeah. Okay, so so the, the there was some big news, not really big news. I mean, I think those of us who are fans, right? Yeah, probably expected this. Uh, Neil Peart, drummer for Rush, has called it quits. Wait, wasn't has, this
1: the whole setup for the whole tour, though? Or was it that really they were going to stop
0: touring? They never said anything officially. Now, I, I okay. mean, the writing was on the wall uh, back when Neil In did, Canadian, yeah, uh, it was very. <laughs> Well written, and it was apologetic, eh? Because um, they're nice up there in Canada. <laughs> they are very nice, they're really nice. Uh, so when when back when Neil did Strombo's show, George Strombolopoulos, okay, they were talking about you know the toll that, that Neil's drumming takes on his body, and uh, you know how he's out there three hours a night, basically hitting full force faster than is humanly possible.
1: Yeah, how old and- is he?
0: No.
1: I think he is sixty-six. Yeah, I mean it's not easy. It's, by the way, did you see the little meme where it shows Kanye with like a drum machine? He's like, "I make my own beats," and down the bottom has Neil Peart, and he goes, "That's cute." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, Sixty-three. My 63. mistake. Sixty-three. Okay. Um. So you know, I I think the writing was on the wall that even then that this would be. Their, their last hurrah. <laughs> their swan song. Um, and, and while they sounded terrific musically, there, there was a noticeable difference in Getty's voice seeing them here versus seeing the last show in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I Interesting. think. Like, like just, uh, he no, was he, just worn down. I think, he, you know, he, he sings really high and, yeah. and they play for a long time. Yeah. You know, uh, they, with a I think maybe a 10, 15 minute break. Other than that, they're belting out song after song after song. So, again, not, not really surprising. Uh, they did, Getty and Alex did uh, a town hall meeting on Sirius. And the question, you know, came up. And it was weird. There was just a tone about them. Because Getty and Alex are both, you know, usually pretty upbeat and pretty buoyant in interviews. Uh, and there was just kind of a tonal difference in how, especially Ged. You know, there was just a tonal difference in how he was answering questions. Resigned? And I don't know. He didn't seem as engaging as okay. he normally does. And, uh, you know, I think there's, there's probably some sadness there. But, you know, you can't go on forever, which sparked a question in the group. Uh, I don't know who said this. I can't remember. But it, basically it was if an artist has done everything he can for his art, is it OK to be done? Now, it's a little different because I don't know that, that Neil feels that he's done everything he can. I think he's gotten to the point where his body just won't take it. Yeah. Well, you know? okay. He, he wants to get out while he's still on top. He, he sure. doesn't want to sort of he, – he he cited uh, the song Losing It, which uh, – uh, what is it? Uh, Sadder still to watch it die than never to have known it is right. the lyric that he referenced. Um so he wants to go out still being able to play the songs as he's been playing them, not sort of limping through them. Yeah. And I think there's a res- I, I respect that. Well, OK, there's well, the, integrity to that.
1: John Dilworth, by
0: the way, is the guy John Dilworth. Yeah. Thanks, John.
1: Um, <clears throat> I think that there's a few things we should unpack. One, there's the question of everything he has done for if he's done everything he can for his art. What if it's like he's said what he feels like he needs to say, whether or not he could say more? Isn't mm-hmm. that, isn't that valid? You know what I mean. Absolutely, that should be valid enough, right? Absolutely. Um, and then there is the sense of of a guy like him who has been so successful for decades. You know, for half a century or so, whatever the hell it's been now. Four um, years. Yeah, yeah. That that that. Okay, go. You know, go ride your motorcycle around Mexico some more. You know, <laughs> like right. like. Well, w- and w- focus on writing. He's a yeah. terrific writer. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I guess I. I, I personally have no problem with somebody stepping away. I, I certainly don't think Neil Pert's going to stop playing drums. Full stop. Uh, you know what I'm knows? saying? Who like, knows? I, 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 don't- I, I don't think a guy like that puts down his sticks and never picks them up again. I think he yeah. just has a studio at his house and he goes in and mucks around when he wants to muck around. And sure. You know what? There have been plenty of people who have said stuff like this before and then five years later... Oh, um, well, you know, Springsteen was over for dinner, and so we decided to go out to the backyard, and then that turned into this, and that turned into, okay, and here's this new project I just did. Right, right. Um, Just because he's sort of, they're basically saying Rush is done. Doesn't mean that I can't believe that he's actually doing it in the same way that Anton Corbain we talked about last week is supposedly leaving professional photography. He doesn't say he's leaving photography. He's just saying I'm not going to try to like make money taking pictures anymore. I'm going to go make right. my movies well, or do something he, else. Yeah, that's the thing. He he seems to be going into film, doesn't right. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that a fair assumption? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, yeah. he's the guy. You know, he did the American. Uh, the American, right? Hmm. Oh, that was such a beautiful movie. If you haven't it, seen it that, go see It looked great. It looked great. It's not a great film, but there are moments in it that are
0: great, and it's beautiful. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think you know, I don't think an artist owes the art world anything. No, th- I don't think this is like um, Goodwill Hunting, right? Where you could, you know, yeah, your 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 gift, your knowledge could uh, stop horrible things from happening right. or something.
1: I, I think I think that people. <laughs> People make stuff because they enjoy making stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which is why Neil Perp plays drums is my guess and why Anton Corbin took pictures. But like at the point at which it doesn't, he doesn't enjoy it anymore and he doesn't really, doesn't, the ma- the money doesn't matter. Then there's, what is he, he's supposed to keep doing it because the fans want more Rush records. You know, mm-hmm. how many Rush records are there?
0: <laughs> like, oh gosh. You know, well, I don't even know. It's like With how much live how many, records. Yeah. How the- many Rush records are enough? You know, like. <laughs> Uh, two. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, twenty one twelve and moving pictures. Twenty one twelve, really? That's that's trippy one. Yeah, twenty one twelve was the first one where I just my head kind of exploded and I went what? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Moving pictures is the is the, is the Rush
0: album for people who aren't that into Rush, right? Well, it's it's the one that the they hits, the big, that the, they really started to sound. You know it. They were more cohesive, you could argue, than in previous records. Now, if there's a – this is turning into a rush discussion. I don't want it to. But if there is a complaint or a niggle that I have about the way they went out, they're a Canadian band. I'm surprised they didn't go out with the last night in Toronto instead of L.A. That, that's, you,
1: that's your big concern? Well, there must that, have been some – That's not a concern. There must have I, been
0: some big logistical yeah, reason for well, it, right? Maybe Neil just wanted to go home because he lives in Santa oh, Monica. He, oh, well, there you go.
1: I, you know. I think all these guys could get a jet anywhere they wanted in the world. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just thought you know it was kind of strange for the yeah for, to be a Canadian band and and not give the Canadian fans the last show of the tour.
1: You know, it's it, I've I've thought about it all of this stuff a lot in just the sense like would would, would I ever since I, I I noticed this this morning I've been thinking about it for the past few hours. It's like could I imagine a situation where I was just like yeah I don't want to take pictures anymore and it's like yeah absolutely. Because I've said can, that about totally other things. That. Sure. You know, um, and I think that it's a, it's a strange, there are examples, of course, of, of guys who were doing whatever it is, guys and gals doing whatever it is they do until the day they die. But then there's a lot of people who just kind of like hang it up, you know, well, look, right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: just started put, like, Oh, I'm going to start drawing for the next yeah. 10 years. Uh, I didn't know somebody put in in the comments. I didn't know this. Uh, Michael Stipe quit. Singing and and is now a sculptor. I didn't know that. That's terrific.
1: Yeah. yeah. Way to go, Mike. Right. But again, you know, he has the economic freedom because they were so successful doing what they were doing, which which adds a whole other element of sort of the pressure of the public.
0: You know, I I think if you're going if 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 you are a maker of things or a creator of some sort. Yeah. If if you're if you're your uh, sort of raison d'etre is is to create you're going to find a way to do it.
1: Well, I mean, look at what you just said. Michael Stipe is now sculpting. You think Neil Pert's going to go do some more writing. You don't I think, think you that will. they're going mean, to go just... sit and drink Mai Tais all day long. Uh, probably not. Yeah, no. I mean, th- well, he could drink Mai Tais while writing, I guess, if he really <laughs> wanted right. to. But... Like, go all Hemingway on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but even if they leave what they're doing, they're just going to do something else. Um, and I think that's, a, that's sort of a, a, a good way of, of thinking about it. I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well,
2: it's you know, but there is something even go ahead.
1: in this question. There is there is a tinge of, as you said, they don't owe anybody something. But there is the sort of once they've done everything they can for their art. You know, it's like, well, what does that even mean? That's like saying, right. you know, is this painting done? Well, it, exactly. that's a judgment call. Yeah, you know,
0: as is everything else in art. Art is just one big judgment call. <laughs> you know, I think if you're if you're if you're challenging yourself, um, there are no there are no wrong answers. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. I, I mean, I've talked to David Dusherman several times about writing and photography, and and he has said several times that that he thinks his legacy will be his words, not his pictures. Yeah. Even though it's 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 the photography that really sort of gave him the momentum. To the big go bump. into writing as prolifically as he does in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there are plenty of people who, uh, you know, Jay Maisel, you know, big famous photographer. But when people talk about him now, they talk about his workshops and they talk about, you know, his speaking engagements as and an educator, as yeah. an educator. Sure. You know, and, and as sort of an elder statesman of photography. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jay. I know you're
0: 84, but you're officially an elder statesman. Well, and and an elder statesman of a certain type of photography. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yes, a type of photography that arguably is is not out of fashion, but just sort of like I'm going to get in trouble for this one of the past. Sure. You know, um, it's it's sort of it's sort of like when the when the, you know the 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 old comedian from the 60s like comes out and he's cool again, <laughs> even though right. no one gave a crap about him in the 80s. You know the Willie Nelson so, effect.
0: So maybe I think the, the the deeper question is is what's the casualty to giving up completely? What's for, what's the full for stop for Anton
1: or for 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 Neil? any
0: for anyone for anyone? If, if is is there an occasion? Is there some? Well, wasn't there a
1: period at which Neil was going to quit when is was all the stuff happened with his wife and his daughter?
0: Yes. Uh, I have yes. the specifics, right? It was a wife. Five, and daughter. Yeah, it was his. His he lost his wife and his daughter within six months of each other, and he shut down and got on his motorcycle and rode and ended up riding and I think he wrote. He wrote. I think it was Ghost Rider, uh, and then he he ended up riding like fifty thousand miles or something on his motorcycle, and and they thought it was the end. You know, they rushed did nothing for four or five years, and then, you know, he came back and and you know, wanted to play, but is, is, is there, if you're of that ilk to make, to create, is it, is it self-sabotaging or, or self-damaging in some way to. Yeah. If you quit, squelch those urges, squelch that, that desire. If you quit, are you
1: starting a negative feedback loop?
0: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, is there, is there a point now where you could go and, no offense, be a stockbroker somewhere or yeah, yeah. an investment banker? <clears throat> is, is, is there something that you could foresee that, that would, would get you to that point where you just go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I have F to stop? F all. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even, not even from a space of anger. Just I, th- this I have to be done with now. Uh, is there a, a space for that?
1: Could I imagine that happening? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, but, but at the same time, I don't think that I would ever stop making stuff. I would just stop making stuff for other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe if you did that, there would be some sort of blossoming of what it is you were doing cause you wouldn't care what other people thought, you know? And that could actually right. lead to then it was they, they suck you back in. Right, um, right, right. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that denying a desire uh, in, in my, in my experience, uh, don't be, don't be creepy. Um, right. is doesn't end well, you know what I mean? Uh, I I don't think it heightens things later. I think it just sort of, you're it's, 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 it's uh, self-flagellation.
0: Um, and maybe you find something else. You know, I, I think of somebody like Dan Winters who yes, he's a photographer and that's what he's probably best known for. Yeah. But he seems to, after hearing him speak, he seems to get just as much joy out of drawing, sketching yeah, and making stuff. things, yep. you know, making props, yeah. making installations, yeah. making physical objects, not just yeah. well, his photographs are physical as well. But I mean, you know what I mean? Building Yeah. 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 Things, yeah.
1: yeah and I, but I, I think that that's, that's the ironic thing about all this stuff is that, uh, Those are all the same thing, right? We just happen to look at one of them because that's the thing he gets paid for, right? You know, right? Um, Yeah, it's good. I I guess. I mean, I guess we'll just have to see what Neil ends up doing. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing. The whole I keep staring at the the word "done" in quotes hmm. And I just it's like that, that. What does that mean to me? That's meaningless. Like you're done when you die and you can't do it anymore. Up mm-hmm. until then, you might turn around at age 85. Neil Pert might pick up a pair of drumsticks and say, I want to start playing again. You know, this this th- these things, these things
0: ebb and flow like tides. At, well, at least I, mean, I noticed it, that in myself. So, I mean, I can talking- only imagine for him. A little bit later, we're talking about Bowie, and he's another good example of this, where he'll go away for years at a time, Mm -hmm. and then out of nowhere, here's a new record. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Here you go. I've been thinking
1: about this for a long time.
0: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that seems to be kind of the perfect deal. Yeah. You know where? Yeah. Again, he has. You get to go live your life, and and by all accounts is incredibly well-read and inc- incredibly well-referenced, yeah. uh, and, and just ends up going, you know what? I have something to say about the world around me now. Boom, here it is. Yep.
1: Yeah. And he has that magnificent freedom to do that, Yeah, which is the cool part. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess we'll have to see what happens. Although, I, I mean, good for him. Neil, relax. <laughs> Breathe yeah. a little. Right. You know, uh, the drumming especially is very hard. I mean, look, it didn't uh, famously Phil Collins, who was a fantastic drummer, like can't even hold sticks anymore because mm-hmm. he had such trouble with muscles in his or tendons in his upper arms.
0: I don't forget. Right. What, I think it was right. something about his hands. Um, you know, that's an interesting that's an interesting example, because Genesis. Chester Thompson has been with them since I think, Jesus, 74 five or seventy seven seventy eight somewhere in there and has been kind of their touring drummer yep. for decades yep. you know and and when Phil moved out front you know they would they would kind of trade off solos and Phil would go back and they would play together but but wouldn't Phil play on the records yeah Phil played on the records I mean Chester right. would play you know probably percussion or, or something sure. else but it's it's interesting that that you know here's a guy who's who's such Talking about Phil, an iconic drummer in in rock music, especially prog rock. Mm-hmm. But you could argue that that more people have heard Chester Thompson play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those same songs.
1: But ironically enough, in mm-hmm. many ways, Chester, in that case, is is basically mimicking what Phil did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, he's, he's adding, sure, he's adding flourishes. Sure, yeah, 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 but books, he's he's but... playing Phil's parts essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh... a. <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but he was. But Chester Thompson, to make the point, was a was a heavy before that. He played with Zappa in the early seventies. Oh yeah, so, yeah. He
0: was. He's a monster in his own right. He's right. there's no. Yeah. He's not just subbing in. You know, it's like he's, all those a, guys.
1: It's like uh, the uh, who's the oh what the hell's the guy's name who plays um, Lee Scalar, the big bass guy with the big beard. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you know, he, plays, he plays, with plays everybody. He plays with James Taylor. He plays with you know, Collins. He plays. You know. And he just like goes
0: out on these long tours, and he just like lays it down because like that's mm-hmm. what he does. And it's like you mm-hmm. don't have to
1: worry about him, you know.
0: I always thought that would be the coolest position to be in in a band. Like you, you're just you're holding it down. You you still get to do your thing, but you don't have the added pressure of being like the front man or the lead guitar player. You're just you're just doing your thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I would much rather be like the musician's musician than you know, the, the, the flavor of the month.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) plus you have a beard like Lee Scalar, you know, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Anybody who hasn't seen Lee Scalar, I'm going to put a link in the, in the show notes for a Wikipedia entry. This guy is easy
0: top guys have nothing on Lee. Oh
1: my God. He's awesome.
0: (laughs) Maybe I can meet him. I'd love to meet that guy. He would be so awesome. Didn't he, didn't he always used to have those, uh, like the little Steve jobs, like the round glasses too. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did with the no with the rimless things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's balding. It like all the hair that like was missing from his head just kind of grew out <laughs> down his beard. <laughs> like like gravity over time was just like pulling it down through his skull. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> that's <be> so awesome. Ali <laughs> oh, Skalar. Well, that's um, Great. Hey, uh, can we change the topic real quick? Yes, please. I, so, so I flew a plane this weekend. I started telling you about this, and then you told me to wait. Can I yeah, tell you oh, about yeah, it?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you, you, you.
1: Uh, now, this was your first time, right? This is my first time in a small plane. I've, I mean, I've been. I think the smallest plane I've ever been in before this would be like a little puddle jumper, kind of. You know, like like the kind of uh, commuter plane with twenty five people on it. You know, those okay. kinds of things. Was
0: it something like this? Was it a little one forty? Let me see these like pictures.
1: Um, yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, A little tail dragger too. Tail draggers are, are tough because you you got to kind of zigzag down the taxiway because you can't see over the dash.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, it's funny because like where we actually have to take off uphill the way this like the way the field is, mm-hmm. um, but there's so much power and with only two people in it, like it gets lift pretty quick, you know. Sure. Um, so anyway, I, I I I was up in Vermont with with Conrad, and uh, and her mother's boyfriend has one of these planes that he flies down to visit. Uh, her mother so fun and um, and he was just like hey you want to go for a ride and now Paul like I trust no, Paul come on implicitly. do the voice do the voice do the voice um, okay you want to go for a ride bill <laughs> that's how he talks. he's so awesome love this guy and I was like yes I was like Paul absolutely like if there's anyone in the world that I trust implicitly it's this guy like he's just solid as a rock you know so uh, and we've talked for years now about all this kind of stuff so I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I, I'm afraid of heights. I don't like this stuff. But like, when am I ever going to get the chance? Might as well just like jump in and, and, and make it happen. What's this one? Uh, yeah. A newer cockpit than that. Okay. So newer console. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Newer console. Um, and so um... so we, I, I'm just like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like before I lose my,
0: my thing. <laughs> before you lose your nerve. Yeah.
1: So we hop in and he's just like, all right, here we go. Like takes off and we're like 100 feet in the air. And he's like, all right, it's all you. And I'm like, nice. what? and he's just like, go ahead. And I'm like, holding on. And you know, like we trim it in so it doesn't pull up or down for a yep, while. You yep, know, and yep, I'm like yep. cruising around little wheel in there. Yep, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm flying this thing and I'm like, okay, I've flown, and he's like, wow, you really, you, you understand the controls. I was like, yeah, well, I've played flight simulators. Like, I understand all the mechanics of all this stuff. I've just never done it, you know. And uh, so we're flying around in circles. At a certain point, though, it's kind of like jet ski, where it's like super fun for the first, like, 10 minutes where you're just kind of zooming around. And then at a certain point, you're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go over there. I'm going to turn right. around. I'm going to go over this way. Yeah. Um, but, but, but there, it was this strange sensation, uh, newer than
0: that, actually. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm sending Bill cockpit pictures (laughs) in the background for those of you who are like wondering, why is he going newer than that? (laughs) Um, And, and, uh,
1: you know, we're cruising around and then we're up like, I don't know, let's say I'm up a thousand feet or whatever it is. Right. And like, we fly over where we took off and whatever. And I'm looking down and I'm like, all of a sudden I had this sensation that I'm a thousand feet in the air with nothing but like, you know, an eighth of an inch of sheet metal underneath me. Yeah. And this one engine holding me up, like well, I'm and, in this no, little tiny box in it's not even sheet metal. It's aluminum. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we should get down now. <laughs> like, let's go down. You know? Really? Okay. So the, you, you did get a little squeamish. hmm Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because there's, uh, up there in Vermont, there's like the ski mountains, which is like where, where her mm-hmm. mother lives. And the wind comes off of those. So we're up there and all of a sudden, like it starts bucking you around a little bit. And it's like, right. yeah, no, let's get this on the ground. You know, so we flew for like 10, 15 minutes and then he's like, all right, turn around, go back here, take a left, go over towards that pile. And he's like, the only rule he said, he's like, the only rule I have is that when I say I got it, you let go. Right. You know, that's my only rule. And I was like, I am perfectly fine with that rule. And you <laughs> know what else he do did? do that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> say it do? now. Say it now. <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing that he, he did, which I thought was really nice and a sort of a lesson for people in general, um, anytime he reached over to make a change to the throttle or, you know, different, like the trim or all these things. He would say what he was doing and why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd be like, um, I'm pulling the throttle down because we got to go a little lower. We're down to 300 or whatever, you know, whatever the thing was. You know, mm-hmm. sure, like sure. he was saying why. And I was like, you know what? That's really nice. So anyway, yeah, we it came takes around. some of the
0: mystery out of it. And it, and it makes it a mechanical process for, it, for people. It makes it easier to, to sort of, this this is not... You know, beyond me, this yes, is, there are absolutely. reasons why we're doing these things.
1: And that's, and that's how my brain works. And, and mm-hmm. I will tell you that as fascinating as I find the whole thing and I could get really into the mechanics and the rules and the reasons why you do different things and why you, you know, hit the throttle here in order to offset this and why you need to yaw to the left when the wind has come from the right or whatever it is. Right. Like all these kinds of things. I don't have the bug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, although I could find flying fascinating, I did not enjoy the sensation of flying.
0: I, I think you you would appreciate it more as an exercise than as an activity.
1: Yes, exactly. Like, I I'd, yeah. I'd love having these conversations with him and learning the rules and why things happen and how you change this and that and the other thing. But, like, the being up there cruising around, it's just like... It's transportation for me. I don't, it, like it makes See, me a little I, too I nervous. I, See, we, yeah.
0: We got, my dad got, uh, we got our plane in, I guess I was in junior high. Okay. I must've been in junior high. Um, my stepmother got her ticket first and then she got right seat certified and then my dad got his license And, uh, God, we, we would fly everywhere and it was so much fun. It was, that was their, that was their big hobby. And my dad used to take me up and he'd have me either put the instrument hood on or he would have me put my, put my head in my lap, just kind of put my head down and he would throw us into a stall or a spin and go and just let go and go, okay, what are you going to do? Recover. Yeah. And just so that if anything happened to either one of them, I could get the thing down and, you know, he would let me take off and yeah. land and and go into the pattern. He taught me how to navigate. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, we it yep, was, we
1: went through all that, and then even the, even like just uh, I mean, he he stalled the planes just so we could glide for a minute to see. I mean, because these things do glide pretty well uh, overall. You know, like if 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 the engine goes out, it's not like you're gonna fall like a stone. You know, like you're gonna no you're gonna and come down.
0: Something like a 140, like the the sounds like that was what you were in. The, yeah. the glide ratio on them is pretty substantial although apparently slower than it is on a 747 apparently a 747 has a
1: higher glide ratio than that Cessna mm. that's what he was telling me which I Crazy. found fascinating anyway yeah enough of the plane stuff I just wanted to throw that out there it was a that was a hell of an experience what a great experience I'm glad you got to see it yeah, it was fun. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, maybe I'll do it again sometime, but I'm certainly not like, man, I got to get a
0: plane, you know? <laughs> so so uh, cargo door, hanging out, doing aerial photography over the city, not your cup of tea. Well, you know what the the, the ironic thing
1: about it was that uh, I was reading a book on the way up there, the Bill Bryson book about 1927. Have you okay. read that one? No, I don't know it. Oh God, it's so good. And is it is talks it? all about, uh, all the Bill Bryson stuff is great, but um, they're talking about Charles Lindbergh and how within weeks of his first plane ride up, he was wing walking. Mm. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, he, no, he wasn't like, no, no one's going out on a wing. What's, no uh, what's anything. the title of this one? That you're- uh, 19, tw- uh, it actually might be 1927, the year that something or other, uh, 1927 book. It's called one summer America, 1927. Okay. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a, it's a fantastic book. Um, and, um, yeah, Bill Bryson's great. Uh, at home is also a really great thing. It's a short history of private life. It's all about houses and how houses got the way they are over history. Mm-hmm. Like why the rooms are set up a certain way and all little anecdotes about different people who had different crazy houses and stuff. It's fantastic. Anyway, good stuff. Um, should we talk yeah. about, we should probably just talk about our sponsor for today. Hey, but before what? we do
0: that, yeah. can we, uh, can we talk about what Apple did while oh, Johnny Ive God. went on vacation? <laughs>
1: I, did you didn't see this until I mentioned it this morning? I didn't see it. Apple put out this battery pack for the iPhone six and success. Oh, it's So ugly! It's so ugly. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen Apple do. Yeah, like is. bar none. It's, it looks like a it looks like a silicone case for the Apple, except on the back. It looks like it looks like it has a tumor or something. Like, it's awful. it's not a
0: tumor. It looks like a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> right? Is that the yeah, ugliest thing? It's, it's really bad. This, okay, this 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 type of accessory, yeah, is the result of not adding a couple millimeters to the thickness of the phone. This t- this is a byproduct of Apple's obsession with thin. I don't understand the obsession with thin. I really don't. Yeah. I I look
1: at it and I go, what is the, what was wrong with it being the way it was? It was, it's thick, it's thin enough. Just make if they came out next year and they said, you know what, we're going to keep it the same thickness and you get three more hours of battery life, everyone would, around the world, you're,
0: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) and the camera will no longer stick out the back. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. Apple Uh, stock goes through the roof. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, it, it's really – I mean you sent me this this battery pack. It's called a juice pack. This thing is Yeah, nuts. the
1: Mophie juice pack, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. $60. Bucks. Uh, it's got a little battery meter on the back of it so you can tell how much juice is in the juice pack. Yeah. Buy one of these instead. Can you put links to both of these in yeah, the show yeah, notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, that, that, that <laughs> Apple one. You want
1: me one. to put in a link to the Apple one? <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> hashtag what not to buy oh my god and how much it's, it's, like, it's, it's ninety nine bucks that's the other thing it's ninety nine dollars for this thing yeah, and then the 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 Mophie fifty nine
1: yeah 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 in fact um it might be wait, even how cheaper many than
0: that how many milliamp is this uh is this battery thing uh
1: that apple did? oh the apple one they don't say they just say how much extra it would give oh you oh well, this is wait for the four for the four okay uh
0: does it not have any specs of, of what? Oh, it doesn't.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't say uh, because they're they're They're, you know, apparently there's a thing called the juice pack air by Mophie. That's that's uh, that's uh, even lighter. It's 100 bucks,
0: too, though. Anyway, somebody's got to do like an I fix it. Uh, tear to, down. To- oh,
1: I'm sure if they can figure out how to get inside of its weird thick skin. <laughs> it's just like I don't understand. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen Apple make. It's really
0: not sexy at all. Oh,
1: God, that's bad. Um, Anyway, just
0: put that out there. Uh, Let's see. Wait a minute. Uh, The Apple smart battery case has an 1877 milliamp battery pack, whereas the Mophie Juice Pack Air is packed with 2750 So the Juice Pack Air has 50% more battery as well. Uh, And the Incipio Off Grid Express has 3000 milliamp. So you can go for a week without charging your battery. Yeah, uh, really, kind of a letdown.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ugh, God, just just don't make it. Let other people make them. You know, it's like all this talk
0: about them getting rid of the headphone jack. Have you heard about this? Uh, I actually don't think that's a bad idea. I I have been wishing for like a MagSafe headphone jack forever. Yeah, but that then you to have to buy thing.
1: only MagSafe headphones or get some weird adapter thing. Like headphones, they're fine. You don't. If if the reason for doing that is to make it thinner, come
0: on. Uh, I don't, I don't care about the thinness. I I just, that seems to be the point where, you know, they either yank out of my ear because they get caught on something or it yanks the phone out of my jacket pocket and it goes. Oh, that's crazy. what happens to you. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. By the way, one last thing we were going to say in the air about the iPhone. My, <laughs> uh, my touch ID has like
0: stopped working reliably. Like it works a third of okay. the time. I have a question. Same. Speaking of touch ID, I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay. I what? have tried Three iPhone six s's okay plug, plugged into a regular wall outlet. Mine, Touch ID does not work. Uh, mine does work when I do that. Is it the same wall outlets? Different wall outlets. Huh. But if you plug it into one of the uh, what do they call the ones with the with the circuit breaker on them? Uh yeah uh um uh, uh, it's a it's something, a something GFI GFI yeah I if you plug it into interrupt. a GFI uh, uh uh outlet works fine. But plug so some weird into, grounding thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So listeners, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Plug your iPhone six. I don't know if it's the plus, but I know the six. Thousands of people are plugging their phones in. Uh, there. Plug it into the wall and try Touch ID. Because if if it's if it's a wonky phone that I've got, I'll take it back. And, I think it works and see if for me. Swap it. Just FYI. Yeah, but the the
1: the touch ID is giving me a hard like it, it doesn't work half the time, and I you know you try it three or four times and it's like you need to type in your code. I'm like oh. and it yeah. worked great when I first got it. Now it's like all flaky. I'm thinking about bringing it in.
0: Anyway, yeah. anyway, podcasted on takingpictures.com, dot uh, Twitter, Bill Wadman, Jeffrey Sidoris. Give give,
1: give, give me a little uh, Linda song.
0: Oh God, a little on the spot. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right, you know. You know it's I was cool. going go. I was, I'm still working on a Linda Stairway to Heaven. So really, yeah. <laughs> like the verses or the chorus, like uh, like there, there's a there's something like there's a there's a there's a lady who's sure she's got all you need to learn. She's teaching. I don't know. Something like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll think of one before the
2: end. And will buy you a stairway to Linda,
0: Linda, <laughs> Linda. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Linda.com. Go ahead. Linda set to mama by Genesis. Just scream Linda.
1: No. You gotta do better than that. I gotta do better? Yeah.
0: Alright, I'll work on it. <laughs> this is a holiday
1: <laughs> one. Lynda.com, <laughs> Linda. Dot com, Linda dot com. Oh yeah, that's whoa. <laughs> learning all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Burt Monroy and Big Boy Toys. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash OTP. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash O-T-P and learn about everything you need to know. If you want to master Excel, if you want to learn negotiating tactics, you want to learn color management in Lightroom, if you want to learn how to use the latest features in the latest Photoshop that just came out, which we'll discuss in a minute. Photoshop
0: and Illustrator Adobe Audition.
1: (laughs) Go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. If you want to learn Uh, how to write songs like Jeffrey... Uh, hey, uh, you—you've looked around on Lynda.com. Is there anything you want to? Wanna- I've been doing the
0: InDesign stuff because I've got a, a a project that I'm working on. So I've been working through InDesign and two things. InDesign is a, a massively convoluted app. Yeah, uh, but, but better than Quark, right? Uh, yeah, I—I I, I was never really a Quark Express. I, I played with PageMaker. Okay, in the yeah, day. old school, sure. Um, but. Uh, I will say that I'm I'm have I've had several aha moments going through the, the, the InDesign tutorials on Lynda, just yeah. especially around master pages and reusable assets and and you know sort of automating some of some of the, the mechanics of, of putting a project together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, always so it's like oh helpful. if you
1: want to align these to the right, if you
0: control shift and you go, oh <laughs> you know, right. Like- <laughs> and it is something like that. These little keyboard shortcuts shortcuts that are just buried and you go, oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holding down option shift. You know, or whatever, and you can select and edit things on a master page where just clicking on them, they're de- you can't select them. So, like yeah. the little shortcuts that uh, that are helping quite a bit. So, yeah. So, there you go. Lynda.com. Yeah. You could learn all about InDesign.
1: Uh, and landscape photography, and night landscape photography, and black and white project creating a dramatic light landscapes with uh, Lightroom and Photoshop with Chris Orwig, advanced color workflows for photographers, but Joe Brady. And of course, I said the um, Burt Monroy. Uh, Photoshop illustration tutorials, which that guy, is, that guy's is like a nut. He's like on another planet. Uh, if you have, if you have artistic skills, like for real, go watch some Burt Monroy stuff. It'll blow your mind. Uh, so with your uh dot com subscription, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. You can stream thousands of video courses on demand, learn on your own schedule at your own pace because courses are structured. So you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. You can browse each course transcript to follow along or search for an answer and skip straight to that point in the video. You can take notes so you can refer to them later on. And you can download tutorials and watch them on the glow, uh, including access. On the glow? On the glow. <laughs> on the go, including access in your iOS you a or an Android device. Are you at a
0: rave watching Linda tutorials?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so dreamy i love you linda create and save playlists of courses you want to watch or customize your learning path share with friends colleagues and team members your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training hundreds of topics all for one flat rate whether you're looking (laughs) to become an industry expert you're passionate about your hobby or you just want to write songs like jeffrey i want you to visit lynda.com dot com slash o-t-p and sign up for your free 10-day trial give it a shot Thank you very much for Linda for their support of on taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> me at a rave. <laughs> um, where do you want to go from here? We got we got lots of stuff to talk about.
0: Uh, hold on. Let me get back to uh, where are the notes? You know, sometimes Safari, it just you click on something and it peels it peels the tab off into a whole new window.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, it's funny. I was, uh, working on Cisco's machine yesterday and I was using Safari and I was like, you know, Safari's interface is just weird. They just made it weird. I'm a Chrome guy. I know it's bad for the laptops cause it chews up more battery apparently, but other than that, I'll take it.
0: Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh, we teased about this last week, this Don McCullen. Yeah. I, okay. So this guy is an old school war photographer.
1: Although uh, he doesn't like that moniker. Okay, fine. So he's an old school war, war photographer. <laughs> What's he gonna do? He's eighty. He's gonna come on punch me, old man. You know? Wow. <laughs> no, just kidding. Wow. Your work is lovely, Mister Uh He turned eighty last month. He was speaking on Friday as he was named a master of photography for the second edition of the uh, Art Fair Photo London. It's kind of trying to be like Paris Photo, right? Um,
0: uh, is it shoot? Is it shoot London? Or uh, he says, it says it says Photo London. Photo London. Okay. Because there, yeah. there's another one called Shoot London. It's ah. Shoot LDN. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and he says he, he he does use digital cameras because of the pressure. People want things now. But he said he was happier with films recalling the best experiences this year, standing on Hadrian's Wall in a blizzard. If I used a digital camera, I would have made it look attractive. But I wanted you to get to feel that I was cold and lonely. To me, which it, I kind of think... It was oh, cold and lonely. Not oh, it was cold and lonely. I'm sorry. But it's like, why would... The camera make that
0: difference. You know what I mean. Well, okay. Um, <clears throat> I I know several photographers, and and they are photographers who have been shooting for quite a long time. Yep. That still uh, are are of the opinion that film has some aesthetic quality sure. that is different, and in their in their minds or their opinions, better. Yep. Than digital. Yeah. Um I myself think that digital has, has gotten so good that uh you really have to be I, I I think, uh a very articulate film user to see the difference. Yeah.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, fair enough. Is that, is that a fair? Well, and he says here, he says the next quote, he said, these extraordinary pictures in color looks as if somebody had tried to redesign a chocolate box in the end, it doesn't work. It's hideous. And it's like, well, you're not really talking about digital cameras. You're talking about people manipulating colors digitally, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, as much as this kind of stuff. And then he talks about how, um, uh, he, he, he I, I can't uh, I can't resist it somehow. I like to get my information firsthand. I don't like watching it uh, manipulated on news bulletins, which is why he goes and shoots these places. Um, I've always thought of photography, not so much as a, an
0: art form, but a way of communicating and passing on information. Love um, that. I, yeah, I, I love the sentiment behind what he's saying. It just there are some gaps in it for me. Yeah. Yeah, I just it it, it kind of
1: I, I I guess my question is is this just you know an older guy's opinion who kind of feels like you know the kids nowadays is that what this is or is there more to it?
0: Well, I think I think maybe there 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 needs to be some distinction over what the cameras themselves are capable of versus what photographers are able to do to the images, sort of post-processing wise yes yeah yeah i agree you know one uh, one of the in fact the the, the crit wall the, did you
1: see peter's shot uh, i have i have not looked at the shot we we're okay going to so i we'll, wanted we'll, to be
0: cold yeah it's i mean you, I, I have a feeling i know what you're gonna say and i'm not gonna I'm okay. not, i won't spoil it i'll just i'll just i'll write it down okay um, but I, I think that there are a number of Photographers using digital cameras and I, I, I don't like the term digital photographer, but photographers using digital cameras who are able to get fantastic, cinematic, film like results out of digital files. I, yes. And I don't know that that I think we're beyond the point where we can say that black and white film is better. I think film has has now become different. Because digital cameras, especially some of the medium format digital cameras, have gotten so incredible at uh their reproduction of dynamic range sure uh, the color rendition uh, i mean some of the stuff that that Phil Bloom posts with that six four five z sure they 're just beautiful pictures they are yeah, or you know the 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 phase back on uh, yeah, the equipment the, the eighty is,
1: megapixel phase back yeah, the equipment beautiful. is flawless i mean but but he's i mean this Don McCullen guy is saying that 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 Digital photography is a, quote, a totally lying experience, quote, that can't be trusted. It's like, is it really that it can't be trusted? Like, where's the... Where, is, Again, you know I saying? don't... I feel like knowing, that's really weird. It, it, is know, it, is black, it cameras? Black and white film photography with, with, with uh, 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 filters over the lens to make the sky look a different color or whatever it is, you know, or a different, like, mm-hmm. thing. Reality doesn't look like that. You know, I mean, people have been doing this for hundreds of years, so it just feels odd that, that he's sort of picking on a, on a, on something. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Is it, is it the, is it the, the, see, I don't know. I don't know where he's coming from. I, I would, I would have liked to, had I been the interviewer, I would like to have qualified some of this. a little Jeffrey's, Jeffrey's in the back
1: of the room with 300 people listening to the speech. He's like,
0: uh, excuse me, sir. Uh. <laughs> Jeffrey Sedoris from jeffreysedoris.com. Um. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there, there's no qualification of, well, what do you mean by that? Are you referring to the hardware? Are you referring to the software? Are yeah. you referring to the manipulation? Are Is it is it that the camera is, in your mind, is not capturing accurately? Or is it what's happening after capture that pollutes it? Yeah. I mean, look, the the migrant mother has the thumb
1: pulled out of it. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a thumb in the front, that, the foreground that they kind of removed from the negative and you can still see it in the prints. It's like, okay, one of the most famous so, so supposedly documentary photog- photographs of all time was manipulated. And probably if you did the same thing to a digital file today of the same woman in the same situation, you'd get fired from the AP or Reuters or whatever that story was we read last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so it's it's sort of like, I don't know, it just it feels like... Um, it's kind of like you're, you're beating up a guy who doesn't deserve it. You know, it's like, it's,
0: yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's going the car's back to, fault, it's the driver's fault. You know, going back to Maisel for a minute, wouldn't you think if anybody were going to call bullshit on digital, it would be Jay because he's got such a, such a wonderful history of analog photography.
1: Yeah. And he's the biggest proponent of it. Although he still shoots at 1600,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which just cracks me up. Um, yeah, right. I mean, look, how, there's lots of the old guys who, who have, Hey, yeah, I Jay's, mean, Jay's four years older than this guy and he's, he doesn't have a problem with it.
0: Even, even Saul at the end of his career, he's using yeah. little digital yeah. cameras. Yeah. And the pictures still look like Saul later. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Again, I would like to see or or read some more qualification as to Don, what do you mean by this? What do you, yeah. Wh- yeah. I, I, I read the statements and I, I see I can see where you're coming from and I I can see sort of where you're trying to get to, but I think it needs some qualification as to, as to what part of this are you so unhappy with?
1: Yeah. Right. I think that there is a more, um, uh, contrite, contrite way of saying it that would make more sense Mm -hmm. that might give us more information. Anyway, interesting read, Put the link in the show notes. Um, all right. So this has been in the thing for a week or two. You mind if I just go into this a little
0: bit, which one, this, this, uh, darkroom printing thing. No, the ASMP thing. Oh, 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 okay. You mind if I Yeah, there's, an, uh, yeah there's another link in- oh, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. There is. It's, it's made the rounds. It's, it's pro- if you've probably seen it before. It's darkroom printer's notes on famous pictures. Just check the show notes. Uh, yeah, where is that? 5x5.tv uh, five five slash OTP slash 189. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, which is fantastic. I love those yeah. things. Yeah, And look how yeah. many changes these people are making. Like yeah, massive and this was film. changes. This yep. was film. Of course. And it was a lot harder back in the day because you had to do them one by one. Anyway, it's good stuff. Yeah, I like yep. those. Um, so, Time.com or Time Magazine, Time Life Magazines, whatever, um, have changed their contract with photographers mm-hmm. uh, in the last whatever. And um, they they have this $650 day rate, which doesn't sound that bad, whatever it is. But they changed a lot of the specifics of how they work. Now, this is Time. This is Sports Illustrated. This is Fortune, People, uh, uh, Departures, Travel and Leisure, Essence, Cooking Light, Health Magazine, Southern Living. Like This is like a lot of magazines that they own in style, right? Um, so... It used to be that that, that, that when, you, when you get hired by a magazine, they hire you. You take the pictures, and you know if if you don't use if they don't use them for whatever reason, after a certain amount of uh, uh, days, you can sell them to somebody else or something like that. You know, right? Or even if they do use them, you can sell them to somebody else x amount of days later. Usually, it's like ninety days, hundred twenty days. Um, they've they've now changed it so that anything any assignment that's never published never goes out of embargo. So if you hired me to take these pictures and these pictures never see the light of day because they decide not to use them right now, I can never use them for
0: anything else. I can't sell them to anybody else. Right. Right. So they can Even even though they have not been used by your publication. Exactly. Yeah. Publication. Any
1: yeah. video sh- that you shoot for Time Inc is a work for hire and they own all the rights to it. Um and uh th- there's also a thing where if let's say I took that picture of Gladwell for Time, which I did, Every time if 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 news or not Newsweek, if Fortune wanted to do an article on Gladwell and use one of those pictures, they would have to pay me for the next time that they use that picture for the usage. Mm -hmm. The, The whole concept of these space rates goes away so they can use they grab perpetual rights for space. So they might be they can use it in any of their magazines for as long as they want, essentially, without compensating me this is the new, this the new the new changes thing. that
0: have been implemented
1: yes yeah yeah any image that is used on a cover cannot be licensed anywhere else ever wow uh, they, they there's no injunctive relief if they believe that time is in violation of the contract so if time screws up it's like sorry like you you're signing away your legal right to fight us on this wow and payment is only on acceptance of the images which is completely undefined so if an uh, they they ask in this article if an editor doesn't like the photos is that unacceptable? What if the score, story is killed and they don't do it at all? Is that are, are those pictures not accepted and therefore you don't have to pay me for them?
0: So, wow! So not only do they not have to pay you, you still because they were submitted, you still can't use them anywhere
1: else. Yeah, probably. I you know I don't know the specifics. I'm looking at like these objections that uh, th- there's a photo shelter article kind of listing out the specific objections. So. Mm-hmm. ASMP and MPAA and all these different organizations that are sort of fighting for rights of people like me have written uh, have joined up to write letters uh, to uh, to write an open letter to time saying this is ridiculous and they're asking that their members don't sign the contract. Wow. Basically, like if you if they call you to do work, like don't sign this contract. Like don't. Do, basically, we're gonna we're gonna blackball them until they change it and give so us our the, rights back.
0: Let me just make sure I understand this. Yep. The the way the new contract <laughs> is, uh, if 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 time pays you the six hundred fifty dollars and and uh, never <clears throat> even if they never use it, or if they want to keep using it, yes, the I, most you will ever make for that. Assignment is, is $650. Exactly. Wow. So if, you take a, if I take my picture- Per day. day. Yeah. Or is it per day or per- uh, assignment? Well, per it's, day. Uh, it's per
1: day, but that generally is an assignment for most stuff, you know. Um. So, so, yeah, you go make your $650, you take your picture of Joe Schmo, and they can use that Joe Schmo picture in perpetuity for the next 100 years- and all you and ever never get is a
0: 650.
1: Pay a, a – yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So this is now this now for those of you who don't know how this stuff works normally, like this is a big shift from how it used to be, where the photographers have at least some rights, and if they keep using it over and over again, they have to pay the photographer over and over again. Like it only seems fair, kind of thing.
0: You know where this would never fly? Where actors. Oh, like like if you're going to use my likeness and, or we only have to pay you once and then we don't have to pay you <laughs> no residuals. No right. residuals at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I we mean, don't have to pay you
1: residuals. Where would Patrick get the money for his cameras? <laughs> 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 Love you, Patrick. <laughs> um, right though? Yeah. You know, I mean, so so anyway, so there's so there's these people arguing MPAA and the ASMP are like basically saying don't sign this stuff. My question to you is it, 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 is there such a thing as an overgrab? should time should time pretty much get everything it can try to get and then face the backlash and sort of back off if it needs to back off and and is it right and or uh uh, uh possible to strike
0: essentially against a big behemoth like like time magazine i guess it depends on how much you have in your savings and yeah you know how much you depend on time's uh, 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 contracts or times assignments for your living.
1: Yeah. And it's funny um, because in the past few weeks, I didn't, right before this happened, I had like reconnected with one of my photo buyer people, photo editors at Time. So it's just
0: like, ugh, if they call me tomorrow. I mean, I, I, I understand the, the the license in perpetuity part more than I understand if this never sees the light of day it doesn't you know, matter. You can't ever. You've use it you've yet. got. Let's say you've got 180 days, and if and if it if it doesn't go to press within that time, yeah. then the yeah. rights revert back to yeah. me. That kind of almost and like an option, like, a, like you're it, optioning a film script. Exactly. And if and if
1: you're if you, if you have like this picture of say President Obama or something, that's a fantastic photo, for whatever reason they don't choose to use it it's like it, they, you can never
0: use it no one will ever see it because right. you know that part of it I find again I guess similar pr- to an option I think that would make more sense like right. you've got you can sign uh, a 90 day option we don't know if we're going to get to this you can sign 180 day, whatever yeah. and make, then, it, make it tiered and but that's then, kind of the way it's been I guess the th- the point of this is that the, the power has shifted
1: because there's less of this kind of work and there are more photographers and there's less magazines that these that the magazines the publishers feel like they have leverage here to grab
0: more rights from the photographers in this okay, case. OK, but I mean, yeah. when I spoke to uh, Sam Faulkner, he was saying that that, you know, one of the reasons that that it's been so difficult as as a photojournalist is because these magazines, these publications have uh, cases and cases, file cases filled with articles that still haven't gone to press. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got, by extension, and we can infer from this article, you've got dozens, if not hundreds, or even thousands of photographers out there who've put in the time, who've done the labor. Yep. Who still have yet to be compensated, nor can they be compensated because this thing is still in your file system somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's the part that bothers me more than, hey, we want to sign a, 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 a if we're going to use it, We want this to be a time photograph. I understand that part. I don't agree with it, but I understand it.
1: But I guess the thing is that this is all a very slippery slope because a lot of the income for people who do what I do – comes from reuse of images from a certain shoot. Sure. Or, I mean, you know, and I, I have talked
0: stuff. about it both right. online and off, Where right. you'd be like, Hey, I got a call. So-and-so wants to use that image. How cool is that? Yeah. Boom. And you know, yeah, a, a few hundred bucks, Yep. X hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Which, so which, now that ancillary income right. well, goes if, away for you. Yeah. If, well, if time gets,
1: wow. I'm going to put it thing, put you know, gets away with this. Uh-huh. Then what stops every other publisher from making the same change?
0: Right. You know, so, so now, yeah,
1: yeah. So then you wow. get in this situation where you're like, damn, like the buck's got to stop somewhere, you right. know, so no, you can't do this. And no, I won't sign that contract. And they'll just say, well, we'll, we'll go find some other guy. It's like, now, this is like uh, 1870s, uh,
0: mine workers or something, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> let me ask you a question and, and yeah. there might not be any clarification around it just yet, but yep. can you, can you use the photographs in is it? Is it they can only be used by time and their subsidiaries or their partners or whatever in, a, in an editorial fashion? Oh, you're saying like, okay, versus what? Versus, you know, like some of the stuff that Penn would do. It was, yes, it was editorial work, but then he would also sell prints as fine art.
1: Oh, I see. Right. Could, could, I, could I use them for personal stuff? My guess would yes. be no. My guess would really? be
0: they own the rights. Lock, stock, and barrel. They own all of it.
1: Yeah, but that wow. would be my guess. Wow. Uh, at least until it's, like, I can't. Like I took that picture of that pianist, that Fred Hirsch guy, which I like uh whatever, two months ago. But I couldn't put it on my site until the magazine published it. hmm You know, so well, I mean that makes sense. So, until right. until it sees the, the light of day. But if the magazine was, never yeah. publishes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like I mean I'm sure there's a there's an exception for self promotion, but I doubt there's an exception for art. Like selling prints. I don't know, we'll have mm-hmm. to check. But mm-hmm. but it's just like there's this certain thing of where where it's like chipping away at the rights of the guy who made the thing. Right. To the point where it's like, no, it's just work for hire. We give you 500 bucks and we own them forever, which
0: is essentially where it's, where we're heading here. Um, Seems to be based on this. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about it, but it seems to be, you know, which is a certain point. You're just,
1: you're just sort of killing, you're, you're killing, you're, you're slaughtering the cow that's giving you the milk, you know, like you're making it impossible to do a good job at this. Hmm you know anyway it's just it's interesting and there's some articles in here including um the the letter uh that the NPAA wrote that was signed by uh, ASMP and
0: MPAA directors um, i wonder do do these magazines uh any of them do they employ any staff photographers anymore or have they outsourced everything i think everything's
1: outsourced yeah everything is out
0: so there are no staff photographers at time or even most
1: of like the i i know people who are who shoot for new york times or whatever it is doing like news stuff Mm -hmm. and you know it's a matter of go to staten island and take a picture of this lady because you know her you know kid got whatever was killed in Iraq Go take a picture of this woman, you know? Mm-hmm,
2: uh, mm-hmm. And
1: then th- this afternoon you also have to go to the Bronx because this thing happened, you know, and you get $200 each time you deliver us pictures, you know? So, I mean, there, mm. there's, so there's a lot of that kind of stuff.
0: Um, here, here's a, here's another, you might want to include this in the show notes. This sure. is, this is a link in the, the photo shelter article uh, here. Let me put that. There you go.
1: Uh times, uh, times failed attempt at fairness and and equity. Ah, uh, okay.
0: So there's a there's a little sort of graphic there that that you know at a glance shows you a little a little more of what's what's going on.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so that I might mean, be helpful. As their well. rates are know. going down. I mean, I I understand the the economic situation for the magazines as well, but like you're squeezing the one thing that is your, is the good thing. You know, it's, it's kind of like being mean to your wife when your wife is the only person on your side, you know, it's like,
0: yeah. In this article, uh, the author writes, I spoke to multiple photographers who've worked for time Inc. And the reaction has been one of disbelief and anger. One photographer told me, quote, this is the worst contract I've seen. And I've seen hundreds. It's not close to being equitable. Right. I bring $75,000 worth of equipment out to a shoot $650 is not even remotely close to cutting it without secondary use. Right. And that's where it is. You know, you can also, a lot
1: of times you can sell the pictures to the subject, you know, I've Mm -hmm. done that a number of times too. Um, Yeah. So anyway, just put that out there. I don't know if anybody's
0: interested. Yeah, this is an interesting issue. Um, If you've got feedback on it, uh, let us know. Podcast it on takingpictures.com.
1: Absolutely. I'll put all those links in the show notes. Or Uh, if
0: you, you know, have somebody that you know that might be able to chime in, send the show to them, and have them, you know, chime in. God, it just, it's just, it, it feels like being bled. You
1: know what I mean? From, <laughs> from my point of view. Right. It's like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I'm already on like one bowl of soup a day. It's like, well, couldn't you do with a half a bowl of soup a day? It's like, I, I mean, I'll survive, but I'm not going to be happy or be able to do anything, you know? Right. Um, and it, it just it's like whittling down any sort of uh, uh, semblance of editorial photography having having a life, you know. Anyway, it's good stuff. Um, we are at, let's, uh, let's we're at an hour. So what do you got?
0: Uh, Give me something happy. Okay, I, I love these self portraits. You yeah, see was these? Was this
1: one person or multiple people? I missed one, that. One one person. Okay, one. Per- it's a woman. Ellen mm-hmm. Carey. Ellen Carey has been working with a large format Polaroid uh, twenty by twenty four camera since nineteen eighty three. That's a big camera, man. It is a huge camera. That's big. Uh, uh, she 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 lights herself with saturated, contrasting colors. And and how does she do this exactly? I don't quite understand. Uh oh, she spreads photographic emulsion into parabolic shape. Or the tangled lines she makes with pen lights. These images are representational. Okay, so so she's creating uh, self-portraits by, like, messing with the exposure on the paper. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Some of these, including the one uh, number I love three, the patterns, I guess, in the it. I love overlays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number three one, where it's, it looks like sort of the test patterns over her in profile with a white background. Yep. Um That almost looks like one of those, you know, the, the ones where people are just like, it's a person's face inside of a tree because
0: they do the double exposure digital ones.
1: Whatever that woman's name was who did those. It feels very much uh, akin to those, but in analog, you know?
0: Yeah. I dig these. I think they're super neat. Oh, they're
1: funky. They're, I mean, they're very artsy in the, in a almost non-photographic way. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, If anybody out in LA can get over to the M and B gallery, that's where they're at.
1: Yeah. Go check those out. Those are really cool.
0: Um, Man Ray is an influence. Can't go uh, wrong with Man Ray.
1: You mean Raymond Emmanuel? Doesn't sound nearly as cool.
0: Yeah,
1: well. Hey Raymond, my name is Man Ray. <laughs> <laughs> my friends call me Man Ray. I've known you since you were three.
0: You're Raymond. <laughs> you can totally see it, right? <laughs> That's right. Put down that damn camera and get in yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clean your room over here. Yeah, yeah. That bed's not going to make itself,
1: mister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat up the matzo ball soup. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, you, you, put uh, in, you
0: put in this thing of Roy Lichtenstein. You know what? Let's, let's move that. I'd okay. like to get to the Bowie thing because this is, this is a super cool thing. All right, talk to me about cool the Bowie thing. thing. So as we, as we kind of teased last week and, and at the top of the show, Bowie, uh, David Bowie, or David Jones if you're Bill. <laughs>
1: you're David Jones. You're not named after a <laughs> knife.
0: <laughs> right. That's where he got it.
1: It was actually. Hunter.
0: Seriously. Really? Yeah. The Bowie. He named it after of- a knife? Yeah. He the was, Bowie he, knife? He was
1: worried about being Davy Jones because Davy Jones was in the Monkees. And he so right. he liked the Bowie out of Bowie knives.
0: Is for That's remember. I, I'm pretty sure that's right. But keep talking. I'll find out. All right. Wildly creative, as you know. Uh, for my money, one of the most creative people in music. I, I've been a, a Bowie fan since... Oh, gosh. Probably college, I would say. Uh, anyway, he's got a new record coming out. Uh, and this interview, this, this article in the show notes here, uh, behind Black Star, an interview with Johan Renk, the director of De- David Bowie's 10-minute short film. So it's, it's a th- – the song doesn't kick in until about five minutes in. Yeah. But it is – It's like the it thriller is, video. It's so good, and one of the things that that uh, that that kind of jumped out at me uh, is Bowie's kind of response to the metaphors and the imagery, and his his unwillingness to talk about it because he wants the listener or the viewer to build their own story yeah, to get I their own it. references. Yep. Uh, and and one of the th- the questions here, uh, the interviewer, uh, Justin Joffe. Okay, uh, I'm thinking of Aleister Crowley, who David references in Quicksand on Hunky Dory. The pentagram, black star on the prayer book, is David immersed in Crowley's uniform of imagery, uh, and and he says, "Well, I'm a huge Crowley fan. I always have been." I tried to make a movie on his life a few years ago, but we, don't manage, we didn't manage to put it together. Uh, he goes on to say, here's the thing. David is an extraordinarily well-read man, you know? He's truly brilliant. His depth of references is a chasm. He knows everything. He's stumbled upon everything. And after doing what he's been doing for such a long time, he's still enormously curious, enormously creative in the right sense. Meaning, let's explore, let's try stuff and see what happens. Uh, the creative process. He goes into talking about that. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. The
1: the scarecrow people are creeping me out. Yeah, I'd also like uh, to sing "Mr. Crowley" by uh, Ozzy Osbourne whenever. And then
0: Mr. he Crowley. said, "I know you want to do that." Talking about talking about this stuff. The one thing I think is important is to not go into any second guessing or analyzing of what these images mean, because they're between you and me. This is Bowie talking to the director. Yeah. People are going to head – people are going to go head over heels to try and break it down and figure out uh, – figure it down across the spectrum. And there's no point in even engaging that.
1: No point because uh, you're, you're better off not splitting it apart and letting people's own experiences I think before I, and then their experiences of seeing it in, in part each other.
0: I think that's where he's going. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the director continues, I've never been one to talk analytically about a music video or whatever I do, because this is what I made. It comes from somewhere. You make it of whatever the blank you want. I'm not going to push any of my ideas on you. So I, I, I love the idea of maybe I know what I meant by this. Maybe I just like the way it looked. But ultimately, none of that matters. What do you get from it? Yeah. Yeah. We don't – I think we've gotten to the point of, of explaining ourselves into oblivion. And yeah. I, I would like to address um, maybe next show, the, the letter that Mike sent us, Sakasagawa. Yep. Uh, uh, I have
1: thoughts and, on and
0: that as well. I think you're let's, – let's do that next time because I, okay. think, I think on several things, at least the way I l- look at art, Mike, you were spot on. And, and I, I appreciate your insight. Um, but let's, let's talk about that next okay. time. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just, I love seeing somebody like Bowie who constantly pushes and tries to reinvent what he has to say. Well, there's also a certain level of, um, okay. If I watch this thing and
1: I don't get every single reference because I haven't read some obscure French poet from 1870 or whatever, Mm -hmm. right. There, there, there is a uniqueness to my experience of that. Piece not and what i read. got out of it not having read that yeah, yeah sure sure sure. that the absence of my understanding of a particular reference ends up giving me a unique perspective on the work absolutely because it's not all about everything being explained maybe it's that you know the scarecrow thing is actually a reference to some book but i just see it as a reference to the fact that i grew up on a farm and scare, scarecrows you know creeped me out when i was a kid
0: but you know, all of that to say, doesn't it inspire you to want to talk about it with other people and go, "What do you think of this? What did you get out of it?" But does that ever kill it? I don't think so. I love that. I love that part of it. I love. I love. The, see, it's there's a different collaboration. There's a collaborative nature of making the thing. Yes, but then there's also on on work like this. There's a collaborative process, for lack of a better word, in in discussing it enjoying it and discussing it
1: okay but you know? have you ever felt something about a particular work or a particular i don't know book or something like that right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you feel a certain way about it and then you sit down and you have a conversation about it for an hour like having a drink or whatever it is right yep. and then at the end of it you go ah oh, i never thought about it that way and then you kind of go yeah and you kind of go shoot i kind of like the way i thought about it before sure you kind of sure. ruined it that kind of ruined it so but isn't there a pro- isn't that a
0: potential pitfall i guess I guess it's a potential pitfall, but the other side can happen, too, where you you are are exposed to an interpretation that was out of your wheelhouse. And you go, oh, my gosh, I I guess taken on a whole different life for me. It's 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 a it's a um, it's an
1: analytical gamble.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and the other the other part of this that that I wanted to kind of kick around with you is uh. We expect this from 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 somebody like Bowie, don't we? Don't we expect everything to push a little further in some direction or another? Because yeah, whether he, or not it's successful. A, sure. <laughs> but he's he's made such a such an incredible career out of always challenging and expecting something different from his listener, from his audience. Yeah. Well, who, who is who is the modern version of that? Bowie. <laughs>
1: you know, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. But Bowie uh, is 60 something years old now.
0: Yeah, I mean, who who's the the twenty something or thirty something yeah. equivalent? Is there somebody?
1: Or 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 has? And I was discussing this with somebody the other day. Actually, I think it was was it you? No, it wasn't you because it was before. It was after that. I guess it was Craig. We were walking down the street talking about the Adele record and how it sold forty billion copies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's inter- it's interesting that there aren't everything's so fragmented now that there aren't these artists very often that kind of cut across demographics in a way that like this Adele record does, you know, and sort of
0: creative outlier type of a thing. Yeah. Where, where it's like,
1: like everybody's heard these songs and, uh, you know, millions of people have bought this record so that it's sort of like this one touchstone that we can all point to is like, you know, where there might be all really interesting creative stuff going on, but it's generally in some small corner of, of the creative world and Mm -hmm. doesn't get seen by the, by everybody in the way that say David Bowie did but and you know you, but you could say that the Ziggy Stardust stuff in the 70s was was as much about bombast and press as it was music to some people sure you know so sure. so maybe there were all these people who were just making a big stink about stuff now that that later we'll look at it as like oh when they were making a big stink and getting in the tabloids mm-hmm. that was just this weird period just like early Bowie i don't know you know what do you think uh maybe Jack White in that kind of vein. Eh, I think Jack, I, you know what my problem with Jack White is? I, I think he thinks a little too highly of himself. Hmm. David Bowie comes off as really humble to me. You know? Interesting. Like he's just, he's just making his stuff. Where Jack okay. White, I think David Bowie, I don't know that David Bowie thinks about his career as something he's constructing. I think he's just doing it brick by brick.
0: So his his sort of legacy or mystique is just a byproduct of him doing this Yeah, like kind of changing directions every two years, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I think
1: a lot of people now are like, okay, I'm going to do this for two years before I make that turn, because that's the way to get where I want to go. And it's like, no, because th- th- that's contrived, and that's Trent different. Trent Reznor? Yeah, maybe Trent Reznor, but like, you know, um, I don't think Trent Reznor is as, well, you really like Trent Reznor. Um, and I know a lot of people who really do, uh, but I don't think he's, I don't think he's as, um, universal as David
0: Bowie's music mm-hmm. is mm-hmm.
1: anyway. It's just, it's interesting. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, I think that's one of the things that makes people like Bowie so special is you can't point to five or 10 other people that are in the same category.
1: Yeah. 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 No, he's definitely, he's, he's you know? one of a kind. I would I th- love to
0: see him. I saw one show. I saw the, the, uh, uh, the glass spider tour. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, like Anna, Anna. That Heim was one of the Stadia. earlier
1: uh, sort of uh, theatrical concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you about the time Heather hung out with David Bowie.
0: <laughs> so amazing.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. And, he, and you're right. He seems he seems very he, sort of, I'm just going to do my thing. Su- apparently he was super sweet. Just like, hello, wow. I'm David. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice like, to hi, hear. Hi, David. Nice to see you. It's nice I to know. hear.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, go check it out. Yeah. Uh, interesting short film. I, you know, you can say that you hope he tours, but he probably won't maybe a a sporadic show here or there. Maybe, you know, the beacon or something in New York. Yeah. The the weird
1: thing about um, David Bowie is that while I think I would enjoy seeing him, I, I, I enjoy old Bowie more than new Bowie music. Hmm. Like I don't listen to Bowie music now and go, Oh, I want to listen to that again. I, I understand that it sounds like Bowie, but like he's there's something about the more sort of poppy melodic stuff from the earlier years that that draws me in more than sort of the more dark industrial kind of stuff that hmm. he's he's done the last couple of decades. Like I was never a tin machine fan as much as I was blown away by that guitarist. I always forget his name because that guy killed. Oh, uh, guy, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he played a little Steinberger. Oh, he was he screamed that guy. He was a monster.
0: Uh, go 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 g- g- uh david uh, Reeve Gabriel yeah, there you go there yeah. you
1: go um yeah, it's good stuff hey uh this uh this little automatic film processor this Filmomat. how cool is that thing it's cool, you know my father owned a film uh, a one hour photo when I was a kid and um he, like when they closed the shop, my father just gave the machine away because, you know, it's useless without the chemicals and you have to right. put a lot of stuff through at the same time. But there's a my friend Alex Arisati had a and I could have sworn that it was called a Drobo, but it wasn't, you know, the Drobo we know now. The, right, the, right, right, it was, right. But I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. I got to ask him because that's what keeps coming to my head. He had sort of an automated film processing machine from like the 80s or 90s that you put chemicals in and you stick the film in one end and it kind of goes through for professional photographers who need to kind of do stuff while they're shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, I got to ask them about that, but it's funny, you know, you could buy like a Fuji or a machine for like 600 bucks on eBay now. Wow. Um, But this is cool.
0: So this guy handmade this thing hand built. uh, It, it agitates, it raises to temperature, it cycles through the chemicals and then there's a cleaning cycle at the end. So it's ready to go the next time.
1: Yeah. So you, you pour in water and the chemicals in these bins on top and you put the you put the film in a, in a you know container and you stick it in and uh, it's got like a little heating element that keeps the water. It keeps things circulating and you can go in there and set timing of different cycles and when you want it to rinse and how long and and how many times you want to swap the water out and what temperature everything is going to be oh it's it's a really cool engineering product although personally if i was going to do this while i think the interface is cool because it feels like an old piece of hi-fi gear from like the 90s -hmm, mm -hmm. i could imagine why didn't you just plug this in USB to a computer and have them be able to, like, lay out, you know? Yeah, or have it, it's
0: an app. Put a yeah, little Wi-Fi exactly. base station in there. Yeah.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, totally, totally cool.
0: Yeah, uh, so check it out. And the video is put as cool link. as
1: it is. Um, yeah. So we'll put that in there. Um, All right, we have we? time to, uh, here, do we have time to do this thing? We are at an hour and 20 minutes.
0: Okay, quick, do you wanna, quick, quick, quick. You, we're doing uh, crit wall. Peter Evans.
1: Yeah, I have this one open. Peter Evans. This is the Peter Evans of the woman uh with the umbrella of the homeless woman it looks like. Is that
0: what uh, we're talking about.
1: yes. Okay. All right, where okay. do you want to
0: go? Uh f- well, let's let's start with for my for my money this this is very close to like eggleston color.
1: Um ye- yes. Okay, sh- okay, yes. You, but, uh, so you think that it is a reasonable uh facsimile of film coloring is that sure. what you're kind of saying sure
0: okay. sure yeah I, I don't think it's it's not ham-fisted it's it's uh you know it's not i don't think it's oversaturated um you know there's a thing about photographing and i don't know if she's homeless i mean we're making an assumption but she's got all kinds of stuff with her and yeah yeah and so you know stuff's falling out of her bags and like yeah yeah um, what do you think of it? What well, do you like the composition? What do you like? Uh, I,
1: I, I like the picture. Anything that I don't like about the picture isn't anything to the way that Peter took the picture. It's a lovely picture. Peter. Um, it's just sort of a, you know, he's working with what he has in front of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally probably would have, you know, tilted down a little bit more, have her a little bit more in the, like a little more down below and a little less up top, uh, Instead of cutting
0: off the the umbrella there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's like silly stuff.
1: Um, I do like the toning. It's the kind of stuff that I always want to try to do and I can never quite pull off. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, it's very contrasty light, you know, which is what he was working with. I like the fact that he didn't open up the shadows very much.
0: Whether he could or
1: or whether he couldn't or whether he chose not to, I'm, I'm fine with that decision. There's another guy further down, right? On another bench? Yeah. Uh,
0: further beyond him. Looks like he's maybe sleeping. His name is George. That's his house behind him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> me, this uh, I, I I I like Peter's stuff. Um, Peter, I think I like your houses and, and your architectural work a little more than this. I feel like this is one of those pictures that if, well, first of all, if you, cro- I'd crop
1: 10, 15% off the top and on the right-hand side. I'd tighten it up just a little bit. Actually, on the it, left top and right-hand side, I'd, I'd crop it all in so that it's sort of maybe a little bit to the left of the edge of her um, the bench, and mm-hmm. then over just above the George Hillsup sign and then down the other side of that other box. I think that would be a tighter composition. And then print it really big. This is one of those would look really good big things.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I love the toning on it. I love the, the coloring um yeah i don't know i i I like it overall i i like the architectural stuff a little more okay yeah
1: i i think it's a cool picture um Mm -hmm. what did he say here long time i decided it might be the final color look full stop in my work torn about the the color yeah the woman works on her own with her broadsheet and shopping she's curiously stylish i think yeah the man in the background doesn't lean out yeah i like that uh And he's with such a long, with a wide lens, that guy's going to feel like he's far away. But that's, but otherwise it's, it's the right lens for that. Cause if you had shot it from further away and had like compressed the two a little bit so that they look like they're closer together, it wouldn't have felt nearly as, um, uh, you need to be close to her to make that feel right. 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 right, right.
0: Uh, here's the link for this, uh, that looks like it works now.
1: Wait, there's a link that works.
0: Yeah. See if that works for you. Does it go right. directly to the post?
1: Let me see. Hold on. Oh, did you put it in the... Uh, I see. Okay. Uh, I will put this, boom, and it goes straight to that post. Look at that. Okay, cool. Did they change All the right. way they did their links in the
0: past week? Apparently, because it didn't work last time. We, we tried to link directly to... La- the last crit wall thing that we did, we tried to link directly to the photographs, and it didn't work. So maybe yeah. there's an update behind the scenes. Anyway, Google yeah. Plus still blows, but that's another story. Well...
1: That's a conversation for another time.
0: That's right. Uh, uh, what do you group, got? Group stuff. What do you got? Group stuff. Lots of really good stuff in the group. Um, Justice. Love that shot uh, of, of the unmade bed. It just feels kind of cool. Um, there, were, there were a couple more. Yeah, that the are unmade really... bed is really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, Bobby Tingle. This looks like uh, a help portrait event. Uh, and they are incredibly satisfying to do. So glad you got a chance to go do that. Um, lots of joy in the room at, at those things. Yeah. So really glad you got to do that. Um, Freddie Clark on stage, kind of dig that. Love the purple.
1: Uh, what about the uh, what about the Wayne Hatfield's
0: uh, picture like the of looking like, looking in, in the window? window? I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's nice. Um, I know it's not part of the assignment, but Hugh's picture of. Uh, that trumpet player, you know, I love. I, I completely agree with Peter. I love the composition. That moment of of you know, sort of in between moments. I, I just, I dig it. And I love the trumpet with a little mute on the end of it. Yeah, That's,
1: yeah, yeah. In fact, you could almost in that picture pan down so you don't even see the heads. You just get the bodies and the and the. Trumpet. Oh yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's it's
0: such a great composition. Love yeah, that cool. hue. Um, what else. John, uh, no, uh, Johan. Johan Troher-Tirol. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Makes me want to go to Venice. Love that shot. Oh,
2: Venice.
0: Ah, Venice. Venice makes um, me so happy. Okay. Uh, Dave Flynn. Okay. The chickens against the blue wall. Wait, let me find love, one. love, love that picture. I'm missing
1: it. I'm missing it. I'm finding it. Keep going.
0: Uh, here, let's see. What do I, what? You want a you link?
1: Yeah, give me a link. Yeah, uh, give me a link. Hey, give me a link. Give me a link. Give me a link. <laughs> Break me off a piece of that G plus group.
0: <laughs> Man, we're punchy today. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I love yeah. that picture, Dave. Yeah, You know, good. if you ever print that, hint, hint, uh, hint. Quit make, yeah. I'm subtle.
1: I'm subtle. Oh, yeah, wait, hold on a second. Who were you saying that I was so bad because I was asking for books? Uh what's his name? Who's our friend who works for the book company?
0: Uh oh uh 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 at Steidel. Uh yeah. and you say
1: I'm and I was I was shameless. You know what makes <laughs> this picture? The power cord on the left hand side.
0: Right? Is that awesome? Yeah, the like, power cord on the left hand side there? is amazing. What is it? Yeah, I want to know.
1: Yeah, a toaster. <laughs> Toaster, toasted, toasted chicken a, re, a really small uh uh
0: yeah <laughs> a little sun lamp
1: <laughs> oh, so, uh, good. so yeah,
0: some really good stuff uh Joe Russo, love your holiday card, very cute um who else uh Derek Wes, clean your kitchen <laughs>
1: disgusting clean hey, that up and uh uh Chris Matheson. Um there's this dial on the front of your lens. <laughs> okay, Andrew Shields. The guy in the fur coat. Those are beautiful by the way, Matheson. Those are really cool. The the, the fuzzy ones.
0: What are you saying? Uh Andrew Shields, the guy okay, in the fur Andrew coat Shields. crossing the street. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You, you should love get that a fur but, coat. What makes you think I don't have one? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> All right. So what's the assignment for next week? Uh oh, uh Martin Rotts. Uh phew. yeah. Martin Rotts. <laughs> Whatever. Uh what, oh, the assignment for this week. Uh oh, uh Florian, uh, uh love that too. A beautiful experiment at a high school. Uh that's a great little article. Watch people react to being called beautiful. Love that.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jeffrey.
0: Yes, sir. You're beautiful. Oh.
1: <laughs> See, you just heard somebody react to being called
0: beautiful. It's uh, okay, this week, uh, and, and, you know, Derek, you're ahead of the game on this one. Junk. <laughs> yeah. ah, all the junk in his kitchen. Get it? Yep, yeah. Uh, let's go junk. Okay. Because you get a lot of crap in the holidays, and you're getting rid of a lot of junk because you're you're making room for more junk. Uh What do you think? Junk? What do you think? Junk of that? is good. I like it. All right. It could be junk mail. Ooh, junk mail. It could be uh Oh, I don't know, stuff in a dumpster, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> or in a trunk of some kind. What? What?
1: Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, we got to stop. We're going to get sued. Quincy Jones is going to be like, hey, man. Uh, okay, your photographer of the week is you. What do you got? Uh, It's me. I'm the photographer of the week. Uh, Kevin Russ. Okay, who's Kevin 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 Russ? Russ? Kevin Russ is. Kevin Russ popped up in my Visco feed. Okay, Uh, he did this terrific road trip, shot all with an iPhone, and uh, it's just really neat stuff. It's look. It's. There's no great truth here. They're just cool photographs. They're yeah. just really terrific. There's some nature in there. There are some locals. There's some uh, nurture.
1: There's some nature. I like that's the, right. one of the horse with the the white horse over the over the brown horse. That
0: one's great. Yeah. I mean, there's just some really interesting work uh, of him just seeing the world. And and you know we talk about. Uh, photography in 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 some cases as this great truth and it's this and it's it's very heavy and and there is that there definitely is that but sometimes it's just nice to look at just nice looking pictures yeah and uh and I I really I really like his pictures so I thought this would be kind of fun very cool Kevin, Kevin Russ Russ uh,
1: the colors in his photos are nice I, I'd be interesting to see. Uh, to find out exactly uh, what he uses to tone his stuff, because this feels all feels very filmic too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if he's using uh, visco exclusively. I don't know. Uh, he also has a book called "The Western States." Uh, real quick, blurb: Photographer Kevin Russ abandoned everyday life for an epic solo he road threw trip. It away. Right. Up and down the Pacific coast, shooting exclusively on his iPhone and editing in the Visco mobile app. He captured wildlife, rural scenery and the quiet contemplative moments that define life on the road. I love this idea and I'm, I'm waffling on whether or not I want to order this book because I think I, I you should think order it, the book. I think I should, too. Um, Send Kevin Russ some money. You know what? I think you're right. What is it? 30 bucks. I love the way it's bound too. kind of exposed. Uh, Also, I did send away. It's printed by Odie or Adi. Okay. See right there? Uh, Here. Uh, (laughs) uh, Look at the photos, dude.
1: (laughs) Wait, what did you send away for?
0: Uh, I sent uh, uh, for some print samples by this Ah. company. What I didn't realize is uh, they're in Iceland. So I've got a book package. Coming from Iceland, ah, uh,
1: Iceland. You know, uh, Ic- anyway. Iceland is where the green stuff is, and Greenland was where the ice is. Wait, what? That's the old. That's the old thing, right? They called Greenland Greenland because they wanted people to go there, but it's all full of ice, and they wanted people oh. not to go to Iceland, so they called it Iceland when it's where the green stuff is.
0: Uh, apparently, adventure photographer and uh, past Craft and Vision interviewee uh, Chris Burkhardt is in Iceland right now, and they are getting hammered. Uh, he posted something said it was like the worst storm in 25 years, which I, I, I would imagine that Iceland has had some pretty bad storms over the yeah, past 25 yeah. years, so that's saying something. Yeah.
1: Hey, have so, you have you been enjoying the cold? Has it been cold down there? It hasn't been really cold yet.
0: Okay. Uh, it gets cold at night, but uh, you know, I, I, I've got uh, I've got some coats, I've got some gloves. Okay. Uh, I just ordered two new pairs of boots. If you're, if you're a fan of Clark's boots, which I love Clark's boots, Clark's love them. You don't want to get, you want to sponsor the show? Clark's. <laughs> this, you know, your feet will love you. Um, they're having a monster sale. I got two pairs of boots, one pair waterproof for a hundred bucks, free shipping. Nice. Like one Oh one something. So nice. Clark's.com, if you're interested in some new boots.
1: We, um, uh, we bought, uh, I use these, um,
0: What's it called? Keen? Uh, Keen? No, Keen. Keen. Keen are great boots. I've had some Keen hiking shoes. I are like true? them
1: because your your toes are free to move around. Like, they're not yep. tight in the front. We uh, And a friend of ours was like, oh, I need to get some new shoes. And so we bought him uh, a pair of those. And he was like, oh, my God, these are amazing. And it's like, yep, welcome. Yeah, very comfortable. Welcome to the world of comfortable boots. Um, anything else you want to say before we wrap up here? Um, No. No. Um, Nope. I know this isn't uh, exactly this isn't the same plane, and whatnot, but the the cockpit kind of looked like this. It was more like this, like this ah, kinda. okay,
0: sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure.
1: Anyway, just putting that out there. Um, I love the
0: yokes. I love those old style yokes. Yeah,
1: it's weird though. That it's such a strange sensation because you're pushing and pulling on something, and gravity is changing around you. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you you turn to the side, and suddenly you're getting pulled to the side. It's very dis- It's just very odd what an odd
0: sensation the, the forces is. that are acting on you then. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. That, and the fact that you basically have control over the forces by the way you move the plane you know it's just it's crazy a fun thing
0: it's pretty neat. i love flying in little planes
1: well you can uh you can go do that i i went up to the <laughs> you diner. can have it <laughs> well i went to the diner yesterday and and my buddy nick i love how like nick's like a famous guy on the show because of nick at the diner and and i was like oh i flew a plane this week he's like what do you mean i was like an assassin he goes you got to be crazy, dude. Like Cessnas, they, f- they crash all the time. And I was like, it's just because there's a billion of them flying around all the time. Yeah. You, you <laughs> are people- more
0: likely to walk away from a small plane crash than a, a, a gigantic crane, plane crash.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, just putting that out there.
0: All right. Uh, anything else? Done? Podcast on takingpictures.com. Good. Bill Wadman, Jeffrey Sidoris on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Any uh, any news you'd like to uh, to share about the Instagrams? You doing okay with that?
1: Uh yeah, I mean uh, I'm I'm putting stuff up. I'm doing a little print sale the past for the next for well, I guess All I'm right. like 5 days Let's into All right. Just
0: plug. Where, where can people find uh, your
1: stuff? com. Yeah, there's a little there's a little thing up at the top that you can click on and you can uh, go by prints. Hold
0: on. Hold on. I'll tell you if there's a little thing up. There. Oh, look, there's a little thing up at the top. See? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, and I'm doing, I'm putting like, I'm, they're eight inch prints, 11 by 14, 13 by 19, starting at like, uh, normally starting at 75 bucks, but each day I put a different one on sale for 50 bucks, starting at 50 bucks. So you can get eight by eight
0: for 50 bucks and whatever. Hey, real quick. Yep. Off the cuff. Uh, or should we do this next time? Photo book recommendations for Christmas? Somebody Let's asked. Let's do it next time. Cause I don't have a good example. Okay. Is it going right. to be too tight next time? Is this going to be too late? I don't know. I mean, I have great ones, but I I don't, you know what? I don't have a lot that I've read this year. Um, There are a lot on my list. If, if I had to go a couple uh, unseen Waterloo by Sam Faulkner is fantastic. And there's all the Um, classics. Like, you know, we love
1: the, we love the Dan Winters books and, and, but I mean like new stuff. Yeah. New new stuff. stuff I, I, you, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the loop. Exactly. Uh, you're, and you're way more in the loop than I am. Hey, one last thing. Uh, yep. Bowie renamed himself after the 19th century American frontiersman Jim Bowie and the knife he had popularized. Done. Boom. Okay. Okay. Uh, three four seven six so, eight seven ninety four eleven. Uh Give us a call and we'll talk to you guys next week.
0: Yeah. That frontiersman. <laughs> he's a frontier on, he's, he's on the creative frontier. Yeah. He looks like you. He's a, he's a cowboy on the, on the, on the frontier of creativity. <laughs> oh boy. He's what? he's a he's a he's a marksman on on the the
1: battlefield of this making is like the, this is like that scene in Monsters Inc where like they like good luck just stop you know? he's a he's a, he's the, he's, the, he's
0: he's he's like a he's like a knight of the realm of of awesomeness of creating things <laughs> Are you in the West right now? <laughs> with a knife. Bye. Are you going to say goodbye? Oh, oh, sorry. I thought we were just going to trail off. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: This way, say what you want to say.